Hi everyone, my name is Irvin. I'm John. And I'm Kyle. And this is The Theology Podcast. Alright, so we're on the third episode of our series on the character of God as described in Exodus 34 verses 6 and 7. That Yahweh is a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And we're looking at how Jesus is the embodiment of such a character in the New Testament. So today we're going to look at the third characteristic and that is slow to anger. In a scene in John 2, where he is angry and, you know, overturning tables in the temple. So, is that in slow motion? Is that why it's slow to anger? <laughs> <laughs> so we're at John 2, verses 13 to 22. The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. So the Jews said to him, What sign do you show us for doing these things? And Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It has taken us 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? but he was speaking about the temple of his body. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. So in the story of the Bible, we find that God does get angry at humanity when they are evil, when they don't trust him, or when they betray his trust. So we see a picture of Jesus getting angry here. And I'm just curious to know what you guys see and hear from this story. How is Jesus slow to anger? What kind of God is Jesus? Yeah, this is a really interesting passage because it's one of the few places where we see Jesus express anger. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, he's not really slow about it. I mean, he just walks into the temple and he starts Ooh. turning over tables and, and whipping people up. And then he's really upset about it. And you can imagine there at the end of it where he's saying this, like destroy this temple and I'll rebuild it in three days. He's still under, like he's just physically exerted himself driving out all these animals and these people. He's still like out of breath and like angry. And you can almost feel the emotion coming out of him and saying this. But then it's so curious because it's like, why does Jesus care so much about this physical space when he's talking about the temple of his body? Like, what does it matter anymore? And I think part of that is that whole, this whole concept of God being long suffering and like being slow to anger in this way, where this is a long time developing. This isn't something that just happened. Jesus walked into Jerusalem for the Passover and was like, hey, they've turned the temple into a marketplace. Let me do something about this right away. No, this is something that's been unfolding over years and years, even at the beginning of the building of this temple, where the people have forgotten the intention and the purpose 
of the temple in the first place for the presence of God and for them to commune with God in, in his presence in, in this space. This is something that God has been unfolding for them and revealing to them. And it's kind of like the pinnacle of it is Jesus coming into the temple. But then we recognize even then the temple itself isn't destroyed. I mean, Jesus at the crucifixion, the veil is torn. And so we kind of see like, oh, the physical temple doesn't really matter anymore in terms of relationship with God and his spirit and communion with that. But it still takes another 40 years after that before the temple is destroyed when Titus comes in with the Roman army and destroys Jerusalem. And so there's a really long game here that's going on. And it it doesn't just happen in Jesus getting angry in the temple and driving out the animals. Mm. And that's in AD 70 that Christ destroyed, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're saying that um, Jesus is demonstrating how he is slow to anger because it's been a long time coming. And also that reminds me of the sheep and the oxen, you know, how ah, yeah. Saul was the one who the sheep and oxen kind of gave away uh, several episodes ago that, you know, his worship was not sincere. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening here. The sheep and oxen are also giving them away. It's a dead giveaway. <laughs> so anytime you go to worship, if there's sheep and oxen, you better watch yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I just thought of a bad joke. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's dear. <laughs> what about you, John? No, I, I'm just thinking, yeah, it's a, a thousand year process. If we think all the way back to the construction of the original temple under Solomon, and there's a whole history there of God's people being unfaithful, Yahweh declaring some sort of judgment and ultimately the first temple gets destroyed. And then Yahweh comes back and says, okay, you know what? I'm going to restore you to your land. You're all going to come home. You're all going to re rebuild the temple. It's going to be once again, the symbol of your national identity under me. And so the second temple gets built and then God's people mess up again. And if I can try and imagine the mind and the heart of God for a moment, I don't know if I could have patience with a people that keeps messing up such a big thing yeah. for a thousand years. Yeah, it's just an interesting scope when we think about, when we pull back and recognize, oh, Jesus just isn't doing this one thing in isolation, but there's a bigger thing that Yahweh has been doing from the beginning that this is kind of a culmination of. And so it's really interesting to see how all of this fits into God's slowness to get fully angry and to allow the judgment to fall upon the people. Mm, yeah. One other thing that I notice about the character of Jesus and about God, what's important to them is holiness. Holiness is really important. And holiness in, in the Hebrew sense of it, you know, how people are set apart, they're special, they're chosen, you know, and chosen for a specific task or, or reason. And the opposite of holiness, not being evil, but being common. And so in that sense, they are already destroying their temple, you know, the sanctity of the temple, the holiness that it's supposed to be set apart for this special calling, a place where God communes with them. And that's become just common. Yeah. And that kind of speaks to our second question, which tells us a little bit about humanity. The idea that we often desecrate the thing that is holy. We take the thing that is holy and set apart and we make it commonplace. We don't set it apart and put it in the proper priority. And we don't take the proper precautions in order to make sure the thing remains holy, especially when it comes to our relationship with God. Yeah. So thinking about how it ties into the theme of being slow to anger, I guess there's a difference between being slow to anger and not getting angry at mm, all. Yeah. Sometimes we have we think that, oh, we need to be, you know, nice, happy go lucky. We shouldn't get angry at everything. We should practice love for all and not really, you know, everything's okay, everything's love, everything is good. But we see in God, in Christ, a time and place where anger is rightfully 
expressed and not just the sudden outburst. I mean, this was a thousand years in the making. Yeah. For us, well, we might not be alive for a thousand years, <laughs> but in the places in our lives where we see the sanctity of God being desecrated and shamed, maybe there is reason to feel outrage and to desire for some sort of action to be taken in that way. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, totally agree with you. I mean, it should make us feel something, right? If the sanctity of what God has made holy is being, like you said, defiled and desecrated. Yeah, if this is the kind of a God we serve, then what kind of people ought we to be? How can I be slow about my anger? You know, I, sometimes I want to rush to judgment in the world. I want to rush to get people to do the right thing and to follow Jesus in the right ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm in such a hurry to get them there that I get frustrated or angry when they don't do it. And I feel like, oh, this is this is appropriate. This is appropriate response. This is righteous indignation. And I think there is some room for that, but it's also my challenge to make sure that that happens in a slow way, that I'm giving people time to come around to God's teachings, to, to un a fuller understanding mm -hmm. of God's holiness mm -hmm. and to respect it in appropriate ways. So as we go forth this week, beholding how Yahweh our God is slow to anger, may we go forth into the world, recognizing that there is a place for righteous anger, but also prayerfully seeking ways to express a slow anger that results in the healing and restoration of the world and turning it to behold this God. That's all we have for this week on The Theology Podcast. See you next week 